Hey y'all, this is Liberated Love Notes, a podcast on Living Corporate Network, hosted by yours truly, Brittany Janae, creator of Liberated Love Notes, critical self-reflections, and affirmations for the culture. Y'all already know Liberated Love Notes is your source for weekly doses of self-reflection, affirmation, and reimagining for us by us. Y'all, I've been thinking about community. <laughs> I've been thinking about the power in community, the brilliance that comes from community, the joy, the joy in community, the healing, the healing that can come from being in community. Been reflecting on how existing in a culture that is heavy on the individual, heavy on the bootstrap theory, Heavy on the eye, I got where I am because I. <laughs> Heavy on the, I do what I do just for me and mine's. Heavy on the, the doggy dog. A dominant culture that's heavy on the individualism can really have us all disillusioned. <laughs> can really have us forgetting what is true not new, but true to us. I think about how in white spaces, we might be inclined to even distance ourselves, right? How many of y'all been in (laughs) an office setting somewhere in corporate America, a workspace where like survival look like distancing oneself from our brothers and sisters, our siblings, not wanting to be seen or associated with our blackness, covering for 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 survival purposes i think about how i legit cringe when i hear my fellow parents and caregivers say i don't want ki- i don't want to release my kids to school with majority black kids or you know i want them to experience quote unquote diversity which is oftentimes y'all if we being real like code for whiteness i want them to experience you know not being around mostly black folks so so they can have the skills and determination mm. as if requisite to our advancement is proximity to whiteness. I actually cringe because, frankly, history has shown that if we, history and lived experience has, has shown that, you know, the way that this system is set up, proximity to whiteness and as much as it has certainly come with privilege it has always come with its cause and frankly that privilege that I speak of only ends up perpetuating oppression if we ain't looking for ways to use it to serve our collective collective struggle and so yeah community we are inherently a communal people. I'm reading this book, y'all. Uh, Spirituality in the Black Helping Tradition in Social Work. It has been a beautiful, restorative read. It's actually written by the late Almer P. Martin and his wife, our elder Joanne M. Martin. Both were actually founders. If y'all are familiar with the great Blacks and Wax Museum in, here in Baltimore, founders uh 
of the Great Blacks and Wax Museum. The book has been a source of remembering. It has been a source of remembering for me. Sankofic, in some ways, as it as it chronicles the ways in which Black people, Black helpers and caregivers, how we as a collective have shown up throughout history, whether it was on the continent, right? Whether it was through enslavement, civil rights in present day, how we have shown up to collectively support our own survival and advancement, community, our thriving, how we've shown up to support our advancement and thriving from one generation to the next. The book chronicles this. And and one of the common threads or themes in how we've shown up is, as the book beautifully depicts, is the role of spirituality. That's a big element. Um, The role of a strong sense of our racial selves and the role of community, y'all community. There's a chapter where the Martins explain uh, traditional African spirituality, more specifically the role of one's spiritual selves, right? This this notion that um, we all embody, you know, spiritual selves. And this chapter more specifically talks about what it means to be um, in the context of African spirituality, what it means to be in alignment with our spiritual selves and perhaps even out of alignment. And in the chapter, and I think I'm actually just read a, a passage. It talks about how community and commitment to community is a critical part of our wholeness, our spiritual wholeness. They name There was this passage that I found really fascinating. They named false selves, false selves as a spiritual threat to our capacity to realize our purpose, our spiritual destiny, or what many African uh, spiritual traditions call our destinal selves or refer to uh, uh, as our destinal selves. I'm actually going to read a passage. Let me grab the book real quick. I want to read a passage or maybe two passages that really, really resonated with me. And so this, this passage gets at the false selves, the false selves that I named. And um, I'm going to read it. And I, I'm just curious if it resonates or, or what comes up for you. It reads here. False selves grew out of the demands and expectations of other people who did not have their best interests at heart. Traditional African healers believe that when people embraced false selves, they were not only in danger of having these false selves dominate and do great violence to their real selves, but they were also vulnerable to having their real and true selves killed. After their spirit was broken, stifled, or killed, they were susceptible to all kinds of afflictions of the mind, body, and soul. One of the way, or one way, of helping people rediscover their true selves was to put them in touch with their spiritual destiny. Y'all, I just think about how just by nature of the function 
of colonialism, the taking of our bodies, right? Um, the taking of our minds, right? I think about the very function of, of white supremacy and living in a culture largely defined by it. I think about how the norm and what we have been injected to believe as the norm can absolutely have us, have us uh, in this false self, mm. this false self. False selves grew out of the demands and expectations of other people who did not have their best interests at heart. False selves can grow out of the demands and expectations of a culture that ain't even true to us, being embedded and injected with cultural norms that ain't even true to us. Well, what's true to us? What is true to us? I wanna, I wanna read another passage that gets at, gets at this destinal self because they say that the destinal self, right, is a big part of our um, just who we are, our capability to live out our purpose. There's another passage here. The destinal self was extremely important to traditional Africans because it oriented the other selves around the fulfillment of a person's life mission. The destinal self. When I think about what liberation means to me, I think about redefinition. I think about unraveling and untangling our relationship to this false self, right? These false selves that more often than not come about in our desire to perhaps like just survive. And yet there is something else there worth remembering, right? The role of the destinal self was to orient the other selves around a person's life mission for the purpose of creating community. There go that word again, community. I think this, when I, when I think about what's true to us, <laughs> forget that false self, y'all. When I think about what's true to us, the role of the dest destinal self was to orient the other selves around a person's life mission for the purpose of creating community. This means that the destinal self was not an individualistic, self-pursuing individual interest above community interests. I'm gonna read that again. This means the destinal self was not an individualistic self pursuing the individual's interests above the community's interests, but a communal self that sought to make the individual's interest and the community's interest one. Mm. Traditional African helpers believe that people were born with a spiritual mission or purpose, even if they were uncertain about what their life's mission was, they knew that it had something to do with. They may not, may not know what it is, but they knew that it had something to do with group survival, 
group identity, group solidarity, harmonious social relationships, mutuality, and reciprocity. Because these were all values that the ancestors and the gods had extolled and that all Africans must have embedded in their personality if they were to be sane, happy, healthy, and whole. (laughs) I want to read that part again. Traditional African helpers believe that people were born with a spiritual mission or purpose, even if they were uncertain about what their life's mission was, what we did know, what they do know, what we do know is that it had something to do with group survival, group identity, group solidarity, harmonious social relationships, mutuality, and reciprocity. Because these were all values that the ancestors and the gods had extolled and that all Africans must have embedded in their personality if they were to be sane, happy, healthy, and whole. That resonates. When I think about what is not true or not new to us, but true to us, y'all. When I think about what is not new to us, but true to us, I think about the power in community. Hmm. Liberation is, is, is about remembering, right? It's about remembering. It's about redefinition, redefining, remembering success, redefining what leadership really is, redefining what we value, redefining worth, redefining and remembering purpose. I think about how so much about the culture we live in, again, reinforces individualism, whether it is mainstream leadership development, self-care, wealth generation, um, what it means to build a business or, or climb the corporate ladder, what it means to perhaps survive in white spaces. If we're not careful, Some of this stuff oftentimes requires this dissociation from our people, from community, from what is spiritually true to us, which can literally have us out here, y'all, experiencing like a spiritual and identity crisis, right? We deserve to be in community. We must center community, Black liberation in all we do. I remember somebody was like, well, what you want, Brittany? You want all of us to, to leave, our, leave, leave our corporate jobs? Nah, that would actually be unfair and uh, like very dishonest, <laughs> probably even impractical in the context of our capitalistic system. I ain't saying leave your corporate jobs. I do want you to remember. I want us to always be asking ourselves, how can I use where I am to uplift community, 
And I ain't just talking about when I when I say community, I ain't just talking about our immediate family, y'all. Actually, the 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 whole idea of nuclear family or assuming that we must only prioritize those who live in our homes is also very much so individualistic and like white supremacy, white supremacist AF, right? We actually come from a culture where the definition of kinship and community went well beyond our bloodlines in like geographic regions, right? And so back to my original <laughs> point, I think it's important for us to always be asking ourselves, how can I use where I am to uplift community? How can I use my access and power to continue to build community? How can I create and be intentional about uh, being in community. How do my actions and perspectives impact community? Uh, how can I hold myself accountable to not dissociating my identity and who I am from community, from a much bigger cause in collective struggle? Community is me, right? Community, community is me. Community is who we are. Community is necessary. One of my favorite liberated love notes gets at that. I'm gonna pull the card. One of my favorite liberated love notes from the deck gets at this. And so I actually want to leave you all with this affirmation as you go into this week. It reads here, I strive to unapologetically build community with other Black folks at work and beyond. I reject notions that suggest Black spaces are taboo or insignificant. In fact, they are necessary to my ability to thrive. I'm going to read that again, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to go. I strive to unapologetically build community with other Black folks at work and beyond. I reject notions that suggest Black spaces are taboo or insignificant. In fact, they are necessary to my ability to thrive. We are community. We are community, y'all. That's what's true to us. That is what is true to us. Peace.